He should be able to drive with headphones on because deaf people are allowed to drive. Yeah, noise-canceling headphones. That's not a horrible argument, but that is something that I like. When I was turning 16, I was like, am I allowed to drive with headphones? And then I went to look it up, and then I was like, wait, no, I'm definitely not allowed to drive with headphones. Like, I put that together pretty quickly. <laughs> Episode 70, Deceiver, roll the theme music! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tea Time with Titans Extras, an Attack on Titan after show podcast where I today am finally drinking tea for the first time in weeks and weeks and weeks because this episode fucking slaps and I thought it deserved something a little bit special. Uh, my name is mm. Sullivan Harris. I'm drinking some oolong tea. I have not read the manga, so this is all new to me. And do I need to say anything else? Do I don't know. I wasn't ass? really listening. Do I? Do I eat ass? No, Chris. And I do not wear earbuds when I drive. As I'm you shouldn't. Full circle. I'm Ben. I'm the beer tits and ass titan. I'm drinking orange spice black tea. I am a manga reader, so I have all the answers. Wait, a, a chapter just came out, right? No. Wait, really? I yeah, thought you guys were just talking about The last chapter was that. like two weeks ago. Well, fuck me. Is that so? Is there one chapter left now? Two chapters left. Christ two. Almighty. Second to last will drop in about two weeks. And then the last one, uh, beginning of April. Chris, do your introduction, then I have a question. Uh, introduction. Hi, I'm Chris Rowe. I read the Mind Comp. Fuck, I said Mind Comp. Edit it out. Make it me say Mind Comp. And also, I'm drinking black liquid. And what's your question? Oh, I wanted to know is it weird? for the show to be like encroaching upon the manga so quickly at this point it's not it's no the end still feels very far off watching the anime i'll be honest oh that's because i am starting to actually kind of feel like the end is getting closer like i very much and i kept saying this in the last couple episodes but i've been feeling like there's no way this is ending in blank amount of episodes and now i'm kind of starting to see an end with where these last couple episodes have been aiming towards, but it is still far away. That is interesting. I'm going to take note of that in the back of my head while I watch the rest of this season. Ben and I both have an idea in our heads where we think this season's going to end. It's not anymore. It's not, apparently. But the leakers have leaked the episode titles for, I think, episodes 13 and 14. And doing the math, it would end like chapter 116. So you're definitely still in the camp that there's going to be more after... The 16th yeah, episode. I mean, that leaves 23 chapters unadapted. Well, do you think... Yeah, because yeah, cause we've talked a lot about like this show is very good about not straying away. It would be weird for it to take a different direction. <laughs> yeah, they just decide the to do their season. own thing and they're, they animate differently. <laughs> I want to get back to this point at the end of the episode, though, because uh, I have a couple theories. What the hell does Sullivan think? But let's get into the body because this episode starts with... Josh Wall getting slammed in the face with a pile of bricks. This guy looks like Josh Wall. 
I didn't notice that. He's got his hairstyle. <laughs> I was about to say he he's chubbier than Josh Wall, so I didn't. He doesn't have like the facial structure. Uh, he's a little bit chubbier, but he's definitely got the hair, and he's definitely got like the eyes and the eyebrows. Did, so Gabby, fucking like, did she like steal a brick from the wall? Like she carved yeah, she it took out, a brick out of the wall. And I mean, she borrowed it. She put it back. She like fakes a seizure so this guard will run in and check on her, and then she really goes clocks all out. Him. <laughs> she clocks him. At first, I thought she had like found a stick somewhere, and they were just doing really funny like uh, physics animations on a stick. I thought it was just a oh. wobbly stick. That was brutal. The good old iCarly butter sock. Yeah, and then fucking Falco being like, Gabby, that was way too much. Holy fucking <laughs> shit. He was concerned about you, Gabby, you fuck. And she's like, the devils don't care. They're all evil. <laughs> the devils. <laughs> My sleep paralysis demons. This episode's the Gabby and Falco show. <laughs> yeah, it is. Honestly, thank God. It was a big relief to have a couple episodes with our original characters, right? Alone with them. But at the same time, and I think this episode even kind of touches on this idea, our main characters are kind of... Like, I don't want to say stale, but they are a bit less interesting compared to the new characters. Um, And there's a lot in this episode about that, like, passing of the torch down to this new generation. But yeah, I'm glad to be back with Gabby and Falco. I love them as characters, and I think this really... This episode like dives fucking deep into their like psyche, especially Gabby. There's like a brief scene where Reiner wakes up back in Marley and he's just like, where's Gabby and Falco? And then it cuts to the theme music. Yeah. And um, Porco says something along the lines of if only it was all only uh, just a dream. And they hands him alcohol. Yeah, I think I thought it was interesting that like none of them are ever really concerned that Reiner is waking up in a cold sweat every morning until now. (laughs) So for the listeners, I do food delivery on the weekend, so I'm driving a lot. And I was just in my car, had this thought that if anyone pulled my dash cam footage from like the last couple months, probably a solid 30% of it would just be me screaming this season four theme song the top of my lungs of delivering (laughs) McDonald's to people. And then the other 20% would be like fucking me singing Dr. Worm by They Might Be Giants. Gabby and Falco run very far. Okay, here's something I wanted to bring up. Maybe they should have a bit more security around the Marleyan psycho kid killers, right? Like, was there just one fucking guy? How did they get out of there so easily? They just killed a lot of people. They're locked up. Yeah. I think they just kind of figured they're locked up. Well, they're good there. Yeah, but and they're children. Guard. Yeah, they are kids. They're also children. But children that just killed Sasha. I mean, come on. They get far, though. They make it to this beautiful lake. I think a lot of the scenery shit in these episodes are great. This, this episode has a lot of really heavy scenery. It's so fucking good. And a lot of stuff that really reminds me of Ghibli again. Like just these beautiful shots of nature. Because Gabby keeps saying they're out in the sticks. Which I thought was funny. She does keep saying that. Gabby and Falco have this argument about Gabby's armband. Because soldiers will use it to identify them as Marleans. But average Paradisian Eldians probably wouldn't know what it means. And Gabby doesn't want to take it off because that means she's a bad Eldian like these devils. This is really showing like the extent to which she's brainwashed. Like she is 
on parodies. There is nobody around. And still, she will not take off the armband, even if, like, tactically it will help them. Yeah, she kind of even says at some point that she's given up, like, going yeah. home or living. She's like, I right. just want to find Zeke yeah. and find out why he betrayed us. She's really like, I am going to die. And I just want to ask Zeke why before that happens. And then Kaya shows up. And she's like, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> and... I wrote this at the end of my notes, but I really didn't think that like Kaya and Sasha's dad and like even the dinner is brought up again as a plot point that is probably going to come up in the future. And it's like, I didn't think any of this shit was going to actually be important. I thought this was just like, all right, we we're dealing with Sasha's death by bringing in her dad and Kaya and like having them have this reconciliation with Nicolo inviting him to dinner. But it's a thing. <laughs> And I should have known better. I think it's a really good example of how good this show is at... Spinning a yarn. Spinning a yarn, yeah. And then also pacing. Like, I've been thinking a lot about The Walking Dead because its final season is airing and comparing it to this show. And just, like, how fucking shitty The Walking Dead is. Because... <laughs> the walk. Okay, I love The Walking Dead for the garbage that it is, but... It's like that show similarly has a shit ton of characters with like a shit ton of like different interpersonal relationships and like so many plot beats are happening left and right. But at the same time, it's like any character can die at any given point and it won't mean anything because in the next episode, we'll have like one episode of mourning and then in the next episode, we'll completely forget that character existed and move on with whatever big storyline is happening but this show like i am so impressed by how much sasha's death is like genuinely affecting everything <laughs> like everything every storyline uh every character the world at large like it is really doing shit it's not just a death to shock us yeah it's the uh, ripples of on the water right of what sasha's death mm -hmm. actually becomes and i mean i feel like this is this is like what the show has done before but like to a whole new level because characters dying have been a big deal. Right. Let's think about Jean and Marco. Let's think about Aaron and his mom or mm -hmm. Aaron and Hannes. Like yeah. those stick with the characters and those motivate the characters and those cause the characters to grow. Mm -hmm. um, but this is like, we're seeing Sasha's death from like seven different angles. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I didn't honestly realize that this was Kaya at first when she first showed up. Which is weird because I instantly recognized her in the last episode, but I didn't realize it was her at first. And then, like, she takes them to... Oh, first of all, Gabby is ready to brain her with a fucking rock. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, but she takes them to, like, this stable. And then she brings them inside. And, like, that was kind of a cool experience. Like, seeing the girl and then seeing the horses and being like, wait a second. And then seeing Sasha's dad. Um, and like realizing what was going on. This stuff is just fucking wild. They're hanging out with Sasha's family. And I just, this whole time, Falco is just like trying to constantly keep Gabby from going on psychopath mm -hmm. murder mode. And there also <laughs> seems to be this element of like, maybe Falco doesn't want to go back to Marley. Um, like we get yeah. this scene later in the stables where he's like, maybe we can just like, you know, hang out and like be a part of this family and, you know, like wait to be rescued. Like I I'm getting a bit of uh, like hesitation from Falco to even want to be rescued. Yeah, this is definitely something we've seen from Falco's character 
fairly early on with, mm-hmm. you know, his interactions with Reiner when Reiner kind of had that understanding that like, holy shit, Falco is actually starting to understand yeah. things that most people don't get. Yes, 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 yes. Did you guys think that the the three orphans at the dinner table kind of looked like Falco, Udo, and Sophia? Yeah, especially the one with the glasses made me think of Udo. Yeah, <laughs> one of them also kind of looks like Connie in a sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the eyes, bald head. bald head and the big eyes. Yeah, they look like very like. If you like asked an AI to like create Attack on Titan characters <laughs> yeah. by feeding all of the characters, this is what they look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Azumbitos show back up and they bring a plane <laughs> to parodies. And yeah, powered by Ice Burst Stone. Yeah, and the vibe of this conversation between uh, Lady Azumbito, what is her name? Kiyomi. Lady Kiyomi, yeah. Lady Kiyomi and uh, Zachary is just like... Hey, that slaughter you guys did, totally awesome. We loved it. But this time we want to watch. So we bought our brought our plane so we can fly over the world as you're doing the rumbling. And it'll be awesome. <laughs> it's a spectator sport. <laughs> yeah. They take bets on what Titans are going to destroy more. <laughs> Flagel shows back up. I wrote Flagel in all caps in my notes. Fuck yeah. Yeah, he's the big man now. Yeah, another character who I didn't think I would ever see again. I don't know why, but I just thought that the show would completely forget about him. And same with like the newsboy and the newsman. Um, mm-hmm. It's really fun to see them all again because I don't know. They just kind of like filled this one small gap in my brain I had between the previous three seasons and this season. Like they were kind of the one missing string that I needed to pull everything together. And now this all kind of feels like one big cohesive thing again. Um, I don't know why it was them specifically that did that for me. But <laughs> Flagel, the Reeves characters are like the essential characters of this show. Hell yeah. Hanji is like keeping news from people. And we get this vibe from this interaction of like these guys who were there. Like they were a part of like this liber- liberation of parodies from the royalty or like the false royalty and the false king they were there for all of that they saw hanji like actively being a figurehead in all of this and now they're like why are you withholding information from us right now um and like i guess i should mention this scene is taking place at hanji is entering this like i guess courthouse or something where flock is being held because they think that him and his friends leaked this information about what happened with aaron and uh liberio to the public yeah, which is um, interesting because that's another character that you kind of like said, I didn't even expect to see again was Flock early <laughs> yeah. on when we were talking about. And now it's actually starting to become apparent that Flock's actually kind of a key character mm-hmm. in season four. Yeah, I like I knew he would be back. I just didn't think he would be like, like yeah, a key character. Important. And it's just like this scene, the second time I watched it, it was like, Flock and his friends are the main characters, right? Like, it's just like what we were talking about with Jean before. They're kind of being the protagonists right now, like in any other show, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're the ones going against the people withholding the information, going against the people that, yeah, right, like what Flagel and the news people are saying. They're like, you're withholding information from the people. Yeah, you know, it's like, it seems like what a lot of the consensus between like the crowd outside and flock is like Aaron's our savior. Like, what are you guys doing? Uh Uh-huh. And I think like all of that comes to a head with flock saying, 
if it's for the sake of humanity, so be it when Hanji decides to throw him in jail. And once again, we talked about this a lot in the last episode is like seeing Hanji being this like unconfident leader. Like she really doesn't know what she's doing. And I think the struggle she's going through is just wicked fucking captivating. We get a flashback from another fucking character I never thought I'd see again. This is Sanus, right? Talking to yeah, her from the Sonus. jail cell. Yeah, Sanus. She's remembering what Sanus told her. Which is that like, I don't know. It's like that argument from f- that we always see in like gangster shows, right? It's like if you take out someone who is withholding information or someone that is evil, something else is just going to inevitably take its place. And he tells her, good luck. And yeah, so Hanji is just in this situation where now she is the thing that she actively fucking like fought against and even has this like her eye patch, right? Is her symbol of her fighting against all this nonsense. And now she is the nonsense. But now we have context for the nonsense. And it's just, it's fucking fascinating. I'm so into it. Another character that is there with Flock is Louise, who we get a name for. Mm-hmm. who is the little girl that we saw way fucking back in the struggle for trust when Mikasa takes down that Titan that's charging towards one of the gates. And there's this mother and this little girl, which is a piece of imagery that is like very strong and that I remembered. And yeah, it's her. And we see that she like was inspired by that. And this is when like the themes of this episode start getting like really fucking rich to me. Cause this is all about like legacy, right? And specifically the legacy of our main characters. Like they're starting to have this history to them and this like deepness to them. And they are like strongly influencing this next generation of people. Yeah, this this she goes on this like whole rant of like Mikasa, you inspired me. Mm-hmm. And then she like kind of hits a nerve with Mikasa when she's like, Why do you do what you do? Is it because of Aaron? Did like Aaron mm-hmm. inspire you? And she's like, Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. And we get that like sad little salute from her too as Mikasa's walking away. She's like, if I could tell you one thing, it's just shut up, <laughs> like get your jail time minimized. And then the girl like gives her a little salute. And this kind of like triggers this thing in Mikasa of her remembering that moment where like Aaron stabbed those dudes to death. Yeah, yeah. which is um, it's kind of so they reanimated this scene and with a much different tone. Mm hmm. Whereas in the first time we see it back in season one, it's kind of like Aaron, the rescuer, like yeah. having the like energy to and passion to like take down these kidnappers. But now we're seeing it, you know, because is animated much more terrified mm-hmm. looking. Aaron is animated like a monstrous murderer. Yeah. Um, little psychopath kid. It's much different imagery than the first time we see this scene. I wanted to talk about this because I don't think that stuff isn't there in the original scene. Like there definitely is this like undertone of Aaron being a little psychopathic, but it's kind of dropped for a bit. And now it's being brought back up as like, this isn't new. (laughs) Like this thing Aaron just did, this is not new. Like if he feels cornered, if he feels that the people he loves is in danger, right? What the group was talking about in the last episode he will go to these extreme lengths and turn into this fucking like feral creature, like this attack titan, this devil, right? Like that rage has always been there. Did you guys like the uh, Gabby Prattfall? When she gets bit by the horse and just <laughs> yeah. like flip flops around. Jean gets his revenge for Sasha's death. Oh, come on. Yeah. Tatakai, Jean. Do it. Fucking get your revenge. 
I just love how they like lead up to this scene. Like I was curious because like this was like it's pretty much how it played out in the manga, but like with that like lighthearted music and the horse just seeing Gabby's head like bob back Bobbing and you. forth. And Falco's cry at the very end, like as the whole thing is happening, he's just like, Gabby! Gabby, Gabby. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's very sitcommy to yeah. me when the way it all played out. Oh, I fucking loved it, and then her being like, "This was the devil's doing," and Falco being like, "No, I'm pretty sure that was the horse's doing." <laughs> so they have this like little discussion, which we mentioned before. Of Falco being like, "Maybe we can just wait to be rescued, right? Like maybe we shouldn't go." running around we can just keep our heads down we won't be caught and it'll all be cool and kaya shows up takes him outside she's like it's time for lunch and gabby just fucking starts <laughs> railing on kaya she's like gives her an entire speech about how she's a sinner and all of her ancestors are sinners and <laughs> gabby becomes an evangelical <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wrote this is not time to try to convert people <laughs> and yeah i i like the um I don't know. There's like a mini reveal that Kaya knows what's going on. And it's like, I don't know. This show's smart, right? And like Gabby and Falco were talking loudly in the stables. And Kaya walked in at that moment. She heard them talking. She knows what's up. And I like the little reveal of her knowing what's up by like Falco screaming something to Gabby and her saying at the exact same time, like, so you're from Marley, right? I thought that was cool. It kind of reminded me of like the Reiner Bearholt reveal just a little bit. Yeah, no, oh, Gabby man. and Falco are just bickering. And then in the middle of this, it's just like, yeah, Marley, right? And it's like it <laughs> takes them like a few lines to realize, like, wait a minute, what did you just say? Yeah, and Falco, God bless his soul, is just like, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe you figured it out. <laughs> I, when I say my heart fucking sunk and I was terrified when Gabby walked away in the background, I was so scared. <laughs> she picks up the pitchfork. Oh, my God. I, because... It is not above this show to have Gabby fucking stab the life out of Kaya right here, right now. Like, that is a real the possibility. Devil has shown its true colors. Falco saves Kaya, and then Kaya saves them by covering up when they're like, this whole thing is spotted. <laughs> she covers up by saying that <laughs> Gabby is jealous. I think it then just cuts to them going to Kaya's hometown, right? And it is the, the town book. we saw in the fucking phenomenal Sasha solo episode from season two. But now it's like all like overgrown and mossy, really fucking cool looking. Like this is a really neat looking location. This stuff is like, it's just fascinating, right? Cause Kaya seems to just have this worldview of if you didn't do something specifically yourself, you didn't do anything wrong. And, like, that is just so obvious to Kaya as a character. And then we have Gabby, who is the exact opposite, which is our ancestors are sinners. We have to repent, repent, repent for what they've done. And then we have Falco, who's, like, kind of somewhere in the middle of all of this. And we just have this, like, gradient between these three characters. And, like, Kaya is basically trying to get information from them, right? She's, like explains to them how she watched her mom got eaten and she's like so tell me why did she have to die like i just need an answer here because like obviously my mother must have done something to justify this and gabby mm -hmm. starts going off like well you know the eldians fucking trampled people and raped wives and did all this and kaya's like no my mom was on the island 
She didn't do anything. And Gabby's like, well, but Aaron just killed like all of my friends. And Kyle's like, no, my mom died four years ago. <laughs> like that doesn't count either. And like, this is just the perfect fucking like reckoning for Gabby, right? Mm-hmm. Is this character that has such like strong worldviews and went through so much trauma, like literally probably the most innocent character in the show, right? <laughs> like this is literally just a little girl who her and her mother and her family had no connection to anything that's going on. No connection to the Marlands, no connection to the Survey Corps, fucking nothing. And she went through this horrible thing um, and just Mm -hmm. wants to know why. And what I like about her character's conviction is that Falco like apologizes to her, right? He's like, he gives her the truth. Yeah. He's like, you he's were just, just like, it was a recon mission. Like your mother was not involved at all. She, mm-hmm. she did nothing. And Gabby says like, why did you apologize? And then Kaya says, why did you apologize? <laughs> like you two had nothing to do with any of that. <laughs> I also like, like Gabby you being born like, in Marley. Gabby yeah. is like, you gave her Intel or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Classified Intel to the enemy. They're like, how did you survive this situation? And she spells out what Sasha did. She's like, this girl who is my age right now, like stood between me and a Titan, fought it off with a hand axe, right? Like gave me the chance to escape. And the axe is still up on the wall. That is cool. Sasha accidentally flung it. Yeah. And she's like, I want to help you too, because I want to be like her. I want to be like this brave teenager that helped me back then and like we can see that this is kind of getting through to gabby a little bit (laughs) like there is this sparkle in her eye like she's maybe starting to understand she's been brainwashed a little bit the irony of the situation how none of the characters know right that kaya is talking about sasha like the girl that gabby killed kaya doesn't know that gabby killed sasha this like unwavering kindness from this person, but this kindness kind of comes from ignorance and like, would this play out differently if everyone had known who was who? I don't know. I just think that this is a fucking brilliant episode. Like if I had to rank shit, this would probably be in my top three of this season so far. Hmm. I just think it's really good. I love like the, the parallel storytelling that's going on, like between Kaya and Sasha and then between Louise and Mikasa and then even to a certain extent like I know Flock is the same age as everyone else but between like Flock and Aaron like our main characters being held up on these pedestals and having this these legacies that are like really affecting these people it's Mm -hmm. like we keep talking about how we're like back in a season one almost and like these kids are our new season one main characters but now we have the context of the older generation as well yeah, yeah, it's like um, instead of Aaron and Mikasa running up to the gate, it's now Flock and Kaya yeah. running up to see Aaron and Mikasa mm-hmm. and John all coming in. Yeah. And so should we do? Th- yeah, let's just fucking do. There's an after the credits too. The, th- the shot, first of all, that this fades into the credits on, I think is gorgeous. Like where the credits are kind of rolling over the scene. That looks so good. And then we have this a- after the credits that is just fucking bonkers. <laughs> It's just like the rest of the warriors hanging out with Magoth. They're like, yo, Zeke betrayed us. We have to kill him, but in six months. 
and everyone's like, fuck that, six months, Gabby and Falco are on that island, and Zeke's gonna want us to wait for six months. We're going now. The interesting, the person leading the push is Reiner. Fuck yeah. The guy who just a few episodes ago was saying, like, literally having, like, thinking about killing himself yep. over the idea of going back to the island. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I love, like, their, like, talking strategy, but it really seems like all of them just want to get Gabby and Falco back, which does a lot to like re endear me to them. Even though we've caught up with our main characters again, it's like, holy fucking shit. Like I still like these guys. It's the exact thing of you're trying to sell something that you really want for reasons that you're not really going for. And it's like Gabby and Falco are best warrior Mm -hmm. candidates. It'll take years to get someone that good again. Mm -hmm. Like, come on, Magath, we need them. Yeah. This just fucking, I have so many questions, right? Where the episode ended was Kaya being like, my dad and I were invited to this dinner and you two can come along with us and maybe find a way home from there. Because the chef's a Marlan. Right. And God, are they going to fucking go for that? Like I have because that obviously is going to appeal to Falco, but I don't know if Gabby is, I don't know, because Gabby wants to get home, but she wants to see Zeke. Like, I just have no idea whether or not they're going to take her up on this offer because it is fucking dangerous, right? Like they killed Sasha. They are, they ran away. They killed another soldier. Like they are wanted right now. Mm-hmm. They could just be killed on site if they show up. And then, okay, so I'm wondering what the finale of the show is going to be. I mentioned at the orgy. beginning... Orgy, right. Well, other than the orgy. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I kind of felt like I understood where this was heading towards as a finale, where I didn't before. Like, it's kind of been building up like the rumbling is going to be the finale, right? Like, we're just going to see them get Zeke, get Aaron together... They're going to make the decision or maybe Aaron's going to break out and then they're going to do the rumbling and it's going to be this really depressing fucking ending where, you know, it's just like this endless cycle of violence. But bringing Gabby and Falco back into the fold and having Reiner be like, I have to get those fucking kids back. Give me my kids back. Where's my son? (laughs) It's got me wondering. Like, is the finale going to be this dour? Like, it's going to be dour, I have no doubt. But is it going to be, like, is the rumbling actually going to happen? Or is the finale going to be this huge final fight of, like, Marley versus Paradise? Another thing that I really like that this show does is it sets up the stakes of, like, the whole world is going to come down on Paradise. But now it's, like, finding this genius way to kind of, like, lower the stakes because that seems like impossible odds and now it's just marley versus parodies which is like a battle we can kind of comprehend more i'm so fucking excited (laughs) like jesus christ you guys know what's gonna happen so what chapter did this lead off on this episode i just a one no nine one ten somewhere around there and where are we at right now with chapters 137 just dropped this month yeah that is a lot of ground And there's, what, four episodes left? Okay, my ass. Yeah, when I thought it was going to be the rumbling, I was like, okay, four episodes, right? We're going to have three more episodes of everyone dicking around, and then Aaron's going to call the fucking rumbling and destroy the world, and it's going to be terrible. Now I'm back on the side of there's no fucking way. Like, there was one episode where I thought, okay, I get it. I get where this is going to end in four episodes. Not anymore. There's a war coming, and I'm excited for it. Because I don't know whose side I'm rooting for. Which, um... Interestingly enough, 
I don't think we saw Aaron at all this episode. We did not. Um, we also haven't like gotten back to the Historia getting pregnant storyline and like Nicola with the dirty wine. I don't know. There's a lot. He's cum wine. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot um, of cliffhangers. Yeah, which is to. interesting how literally the previous episode, Aaron just goes, I can get out of here whenever I want, Hanji. Ah! Yeah. And then it's just like, don't, oh, not going back to that. And that is one last point I wanted to bring up about the Walking Dead thing I was talking about. Like, there's the infamous fucking thing in the Walking Dead where it'll like cut away from a storyline right at like the peak of it, right at the climax, and then not get back to it for like eight episodes. And it just makes everyone mad. But the pacing in this show is so fucking good that it can leave us on those cliffhangers for a bit. And we don't even care because the Falco Gabby storyline is so good. That it's like, okay, give me as much of this as you want to fucking shovel in my mouth. I'll eat it. I'll take it all. I'm a fat little boy. <laughs> we can get back to Aaron whenever you damn well please. I feel like it at least satiates some like thoughts before it cuts away. Like you learn some new information, yes, yes. you're presented a new mystery, and then it cuts away. Right. You get the full climax before it cuts to something new. Like there's cliffhangers, but you get the answers. You get some answers with more questions, which is what the show always does. Oh, it's been a very interesting because like we always talk when we're doing the rewatch podcast about how there's all these questions and then season three, you finally start to see things coming together. Yeah. Now season four is like things coming together, but you're like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not satisfying. Like season three coming together. No, no you're right. Cause it, it's all just fucking dour. <laughs> Like, like I said, I don't know who I'm rooting for in this finale. Like there are maybe specific characters that I know I'm rooting for, but there isn't like a side that I'm on, you know, the farmer that fucked Historia. I'm on his side. (laughs) I hope we get a three season backstory Netflix miniseries on that guy. (laughs) I can't wait till Flegel inherits some Titans. (laughs) The Flegel Titan. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get like a. It's going to be a four-part like HBO miniseries just titled Flegel. <laughs> uh, we should end the episode, right? I think we covered everything. Did, what was it in the preview? Did we talk about that? I don't remember what was in it, honestly. Like, I have an idea of what happens in the next episode, but I don't remember what was explicitly shown. I think it was like very vague because I, I kind of remember being like, oh, so it's just going to show us nothing. Oh, be- it's an explosion. An explosion. That's it? Just an explosion? Yeah, you're right. Oh, I remember that. Epic. All right. It, What's exploding? I was surprised that they showed the explosion, but I guess there's no context to why. <laughs> to say there's nothing shown. <laughs> I can't believe they just, showed the fire. <laughs> just someone, someone's toilet getting destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> after Taco Bell, or maybe, or maybe it's the it's the restaurant, and that's what happens after you eat Nicklo's cooking. <laughs> All right, good bit. Can't think of anything better. Bye. Thank you for listening to Tea Time with Titans Extras. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating on iTunes. It helps us out a bunch. Also, go check out our main feed podcast that is just at Tea Time with Titan. We are watching the whole series over again with our friend Brian, who has never seen the show before. Our social medias are at Tea Time with Titans on Instagram and at Tea Time Titans on Twitter. We'll see you all next week when we discover what the heck is exploding. Adios. I like Mein Kampf.